Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold. We're back with scintillating sports talk. That's our word for the day because one of our co-hosts, Chris Daniel, loves it when we have word of the day. I think it has to do with his childhood in Sesame Street. Is that right, Chris? It is. Uh, I just, I don't, or I thought word of the day was more like, uh, what's that guy? He was, he got caught doing some stuff in a theater. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. Then they have like the secret it's word the of the day. It's the secret word. And, and secret word. Ironic secret that you word said is. that. <laughs> well, it's ironic because the actor who played Jamba, the little head in the box, he just died. Whoa, way to bring it down there, Ernest. Well, it's just ironic that you bring up Pee Wee's you know, Everyone's who, good... <laughs> who was the most famous uh, actor? On, well, there's two famous actors on there. On Pee Wee's Playhouse? Yes. John Voight? Was he there? John Voight? <laughs> <Lord laughs> gracious. Uh, Phil Hartman was uh, on there. He was the sea captain. And uh, please help me out. Morpheus on Matrix. He was uh, oh, fe- uh, Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Cowboy Curtis. What's his name? Anyways, folks, the other co-host today is Ernest Watts, <laughs> as usual. And once again, this is called Part of the Confusion for a very good reason. We're already confused already. It's only a couple minutes in. We are going to talk about sports. Uh, it's a beautiful outside. I live in Michigan. Chris lives in beautiful Denver, Colorado, and Ernest lives in beautiful Rockingham, North Carolina. All right, guys, let's get right to it. Um, I was going to start with the NBA, but I think it's more interesting right now to what is going to happen to the NCAA. We're big sports fans. We love college football. And for years, we've been wondering how the NCAA has kept hold of so much power as the whole sport has changed with TV money and things like this. And just yesterday, the Supreme Court agreed on something. All nine of them agreed that the NCAA and the way they don't uh, give the players any type of... uh, money for all the billions they're making is wrong. You know, it's not American, as one guy said. So I'm going to turn to Ernest, who's been asking for this for a long time. Ernest, do you feel like the Supreme Court is speaking for America, that finally players should be paid something? Revolution! No, but now realize, now let's let's quantify this a little bit, okay? Supreme Court ruling was basically that the NCAA could not be restrictions on Income related to education or academic possibilities for student athletes. Okay. It did not allow them to get a salary. It had nothing to do with NIL, the name recognition rights, which has been passed by 32 states and has two states which governors are going to sign. It was just a very, very narrow focus. But it gave you an idea of the opinion of the Supreme Court and what they would rule on when it comes to the ability of student-athletes to make money, to sell their likeness, that's the NIL rights, and to get a piece of the pie. And will this change? Yes. Will this mean the end of the NCAA? I certainly hope so, because it is useless. It does not supply the officials. It does not manage. It does not rule anything. It is useless. Today we had Creighton, which was hit with a two-year probation, which is not really a probation, and a $5,000 fine because one of their assistant basketball coaches took a $6,000 bribe 
to push the student athletes towards a particular agent. They made 20 times that amount of money in NCAA money. So that's how toothless and useless. It's only to procreate money for rich white men who sit at the NCAA office. It is a anachronism. Conferences rule the teams. But Ernest, if you take away the NCAA, will there be anarchy? It'll be no rules. It'll be the wild west of sports. Isn't that right, Chris? It is, and it's it's interesting you say that because I am reminded by uh, this this incident to the, you know the Supreme Court. It reminds me of a song by uh, Pitbull and Kesha. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Timber, and it, it goes, I, "I'm going down." I'm yelling timber, and that's exactly what's happened to the NCAA. So, um, you know, I we we have a, a group uh, text. Uh, if you'd like to be on it, please be a sponsor of the uh, of the show. You're you always working with sponsors, text. aren't you, Chris? That's right. As a business major that you are, always looking for the money. If you want to be part of our very popular group text, we can be which, the new NCAA. We'll do better than they do. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Anybody uh, could that this not only would it. I don't know if it'd be anarchy, but would it create um, the haves and the have not like a greater separation? And uh, one of our fine hosts, David Arnold, uh, he he he's like yes, and as it should be. Like there shouldn't be the Bowling Greens or the Max of the world trying to compete with the Michigans and the Ohio States. Like they're two different. It's like me. I'm a five, six on a good day, 185 pound, you know, trying to, trying to compete with the LeBron James of the world. It just, it's not, it's, it's not there. So why are we trying to go in the same league? It's, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe that's a little, you know, uh, Extreme. You didn't have to go but, personal on us, Chris. Okay. Yeah. Well, doesn't it go down to everybody wants capitalism? Everybody wants the ability to make as much money as they can until it affects their ability to make money. And then they want socialism. They want everything separate and equal towards all. Listen, there's haves and have nots. That's capitalism. Yep. If you don't have an idea to sell, if you can't have a product to sell, you will not be successful. If your team is not successful, and it's not going to be anarchy because we have conferences. Conferences supply the TV rights, the officials, the sites, the locations for everything. That's not going to change. Will Division Two, II, Division Three? Yeah. Will Notre Dame have to join a conference? Well, they did last year during a crisis. They joined the ACC. They're going to have to join a conference. BYU is going to have a conference. But again, the only two, the only schools I don't think that necessarily have to or should be. Uh, should have to join a conference unless they want to or are invited to and they choose are the academies. Those are the only ones I don't feel like they have to be at a conference because they are those those individuals, those students are just slightly different than the rest of the student and athletes around the, the country. What's the difference between them and the other schools? The guys going they, to they the academies they, they not can't, going pro. They, they're well, not going to school. But they also pro. can't weigh 300 pounds either. So okay. how are they going to go up against uh, an offensive line of, uh, you know, even Bowling Green? You know, I still think they could take Bowling Green. Sorry, uh, sorry, yeah. alumni. But, but, but every <laughs> college basketball player, every college football player, every college baseball player goes in with the dream of going pro. Service Academy enrollees know they have a seven-year commitment, and they're there to be the leadership of our military. So they're separate and unique. And you're right. They don't have to be a part of this. But the others – 
you know, Completely there's agree. a relationship. They want to become pro. They may not. They may not be the good. Again, you know, the NCAA counts on this whole idea of rights for everybody. Well, they're taking money out the wazoo. They're cashing in. Their CEO is making more money than any other college president. Every football coach or basketball coach of a state institution is the highest paid in state employee in every state in the union. And they all scream about this. They're taking advantage of capitalism, yet they want to push down socialism by not paying those particular people and not even giving them medical right for the injuries they incur while their indentured servitude is being a college athlete. All right. I'm going to do a fan approach here for a second. I'm a little concerned or more concerned that the SEC, it, they haven't, they're going to do their own rules. We think we've seen the Saban rule already. Now, without the NCAA to have any sanctions, what is the SEC going to do versus what is the Big Ten going to do? Is Are we going to have, like, you know, wink, wink, don't tell anybody, just let's just go all out to win at all costs at every Paul, conference? Paul, can I, ask, can I ask you a question? Paul, can I ask you a question? Would it not be fun to see an Olympics where you have the best athletes out there, but they were all on performance-enhancing drugs? That way you could really see how high a human could actually jump. That's it's exactly actually, what you're throwing it into. What are you on, Chris? Oh, yeah. What are you on? <laughs> something we haven't telling. done that. Who says we haven't done that already? <laughs> That's true. Paul, that would be a shame that the SEC went you know, their own way and like provided, I don't know, six of the last eight NCAA football champions. <laughs> I mean, what's they changed? don't have to cheat? Is that what you're saying? Or they don't have to cheat I'm any more than they already are? It's just kind of like... Going. There's yeah. cheating going on now. We just don't know it's under the table. This way, it's going to be over the table. At least you'll know. This way, at least the 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 supporters will be able to take off take that out of their taxes. That's right. Yeah, I mean, everybody will have a car. They're, I mean, their families are going to get supported. Then it's just, I mean, now remember, I I believe this is only towards. Football and basketball. Right well, well, football and basketball players. Is that accurate, or is it uh, all no, everybody? It's all, it's all athletes. Because yeah. what you're going to see is eventually, and this goes more with the name uh, and likeness rights, is a lot of women's sports because a lot of these women athletes, particularly in soccer and women's basketball, they have huge followings on social uh, networks, and they're going to be able to do like. Training camps, seminars, uh, and make money off that. Now, the problem is the NCAA is trying to squeeze them out because they don't want them to be able to do anything on campus or use the name of the school, whereas these 32 states, the laws they have passed, allow the athletes to use the name of the school when they're using their name and likeness. So there's an inconsistency now. Those laws go in effect in about, let me see, this is the... The twenty second, they go into effect in eight days. Now, July, I, I, I think, and Colorado years. and Michigan are two of those states. Heck yeah, they are. Uh, I think in ten years, we're going to look back at this and be like, "Are you kidding me? Like this is how it was run for so long?" Because I think it's going to completely, the whole thing is going to change upside down. And students are going to be able to have summer jobs. They're going to be able to do whatever, or student athletes, I should say, should be able to have do kind of whatever they want. And, you know, is there going to be a stipulation on when they can use the money? Do they have to, I mean, there's so many things to iron out, but 
Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Everybody wants capitalism, but they want to cap capitalism, or they want to you know find a, kind of fine tune it. It's just. I think this was a huge ruling because it was a first giant leap. And from here on out, it's just, it's, they have no argument. And I think the Supreme court said that in a nine zero yeah, ruling definitely. that you have no, I mean, when have you ever seen, and, and they want to say that, you know, Supreme court is not, um, uh, politically kind of, you know, motivated. There's, there's, you know, they're there's, split. but yeah, they're, they're absolutely split, but to find something that is so egregious that nine, <laughs> no, it's, crazy. it's pretty impressive. And this, in this, in this time that we live in where everything is very polarized to see everybody going towards one. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty egregious. Paul, right. let me ask you a question. Yep. Can you have a side hustle off your job as long as you don't embarrass your employer? Uh, as long, if I have a side hustle working for myself, doesn't matter. But if I'm working for another um, comp- competitor, I have to clear it first with my, Conflict of interest. But like, yeah. you can have something like I don't know. You can have a podcast without asking permission. A podcast well, that doesn't make any getting, money. Yes, exactly. I mean, again, we're looking. But okay, yes, okay. yes. But a college that's, athlete can't do that right now. Yeah, that's not right. Supreme Court. I mean, that's just it. They can't have a side hustle. They can't have a job. And again, any employer, as long as you're not doing something to the detriment of their employer, if you don't embarrass them, trade secrets, that type of thing, mm-hmm. you, we can do that. But college athletes who aren't employed and do not have a union representing them do not have that same right. Well, it's a long time coming. Yeah, I would also like to see where they don't have to sit out a year. For if you want to leave, pretty much shot. That's that's done already. That's done. Is it? Yeah. Coaches could do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Coaches could like what? What makes these? I mean, yeah. It's it's all right. We're moving on. Ten years. Ding ding ding. All right, we're All going right. on to the NBA, and before we get to who we think is going to get to the finals, tonight is the draft lottery to figure out who the top five will be. Ernest, you know all things NBA. Do you think this is the right way to go, to keep on doing these draft lotteries like this? Well, you know, when the Sixers went into the process with, with uh, Hinky as GM and started losing, uh, to accumulate, uh, basically the team in last place would have a 25% chance of winning the lottery. Now they flatten the lottery, and the top three teams get a 12% chance. The fourth place team gets thrown in there too, and then the rest of the teams go in order of um, their particular, how they finished in the season. Uh, there's still going to be manipulation. I think it's it's over-ramped because – if you don't, I mean, you could get three, number one, the top three picks. And if you don't draft correctly, you, you're just not going to get, it, it still comes down to scouting. I mean, as much was made about the 76ers and all the draft picks they got, the, trust the process. If you look at some of the picks, uh, Nerwan's Noel, uh, Jaleel Okafor, Ben Simmons, I mean, one, two, three, strike three. Uh, Embiid is probably the only one of those lottery picks who's been successful. Uh, Markel Fultz. So of five top three picks the 76ers did, manipulating the lottery, they struck out on four of five picks. So, uh, you know, let's look at it. Look at the big stars today. We're, we're getting into the final four teams, but you look at the stars of all those teams – 
and none of them was a number one pick. Giannis was an 18 pick. Booker was a 12 pick. Uh, Mitchell? Yeah, Mi- well, Mitchell was, uh, and that's a sore spot because the, the Hornets went over Booker and Mitchell and took someone different. They took uh, Kaminsky and they took Malik Monk. Thank you for bringing up bad memories. Uh, <laughs> you got Lonzo now. Yeah, You'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not the top three picks where they don't feed it that much. You look at the, the, the Clippers, and their two stars were not top ten picks. Uh, Trey Young was, but Trey Young was traded for Luka. And they had to throw in a draft pick there also. So I think the draft is kind of, I mean, it's a good TV package. People will get excited. And five minutes later, you can look it up the internet and you'll know what it is. I mean, it's a lot of suspense for nothing. I mean, I think... can, you even, can you even tell me who the number one pick, I know who the number one pick will be. Can you tell me who the number one pick will be? No. No. See? We're excited about a draft. Oh, is it uh, is it out of that? Is is it one of those kids out? Is it one of the kids out of uh, uh, that real small Davidson? Davidson, you see, or the California, I think it was over Washington? Yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah, uh, Suggs might be a top five pick, but it's not going to be him. It's going to be the the Cunningham kid from Oklahoma State. Well, he would obviously. I mean, I think that was the obvious answer. I was looking. I, I think we were all looking for. I'm saying people get excited one, and they can't. Can you name five guys who'll be in the lottery? Other than Suggs. And no, Cunningham. because I was drinking during the March Madness, <laughs> Ernest, and because it was the first March Madness in two years, so I enjoyed it. All right, let's get to the playoffs since we've. Beat Playoffs. that up a little. Sorry. Playoffs. All right. Jim Moore, I had to do that. I know. All right, Chris, let's get you in on this. Will the Suns beat the Clippers? What does your daughter think? I hear her in the background. <laughs> she thinks I'm a silly daddy. That's what she's calling me lately. Silly daddy. You are. Um, I know. I'm, I'm very silly daddy. Uh, Suns. Oh, I, I think it's it, this is a Sun series to lose. You've got Chris Paul out for... for Probably game two, but if you can solidify home field or home court advantage, you're fine. You have no idea how how long you know the claw is going to be gone. If he's gone for more than two games, is he still a hundred percent? I think I think Chris Paul is a little bit older, and an extra two days of rest, or you know, extra four days of rest is is nice for for the old bod. Uh, I I think Suns and five maybe six but i think it's it's not going to seven i am when when i saw them do now i thought denver came in to the playoffs really hurt and if they got out of the i I was almost preparing that they weren't going to get out of the first round just because of uh i thought uh portland had their number and they were missing their their good point guard but uh, and half their team was just in, in injuries, but you have the MVP. What I saw them do to Denver, I, I just it just made me a believer. I was like, holy moly, they just put those. I mean, there was nothing Denver could do. And, uh, yeah, so they've made me a believer. So I, I hope Suns come out of this and, and head to the finals. Ernest, I know you just don't think Paul George can do anything or not much. So you're, you're riding Phoenix on this one? Well, now he's made me back down. A PG playoff, George, has, has done it the last few games. Now, remember, 
Clippers were down 0-2 the first two series they played in. And again, if I knew what Kawhi was going to be like, I could be a little bit more solid in my answer. I'd give it to him. But, uh, you know, Reggie Jackson, Mr. June, has, has filled in pretty good at shooting guard. And Terrence Mann, who had a, the game of his lifetime, 15 for 21 in, in game six against the Jazz. Last time I saw Terrence Mann, he was riding with uh, – Kevin Cosner in the Field of Dreams. That was James Earl Jones' character. <laughs> Field of wow. Dreams. Just named Terrence Mann. Okay. Not a. You yeah. know what? Not. I. I don't like that movie. It was very boring. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's not it's a very a father popular movie. When you <laughs> kids get older, you'll love it. I, it's not. It's By not the way, it was. Popular. It was basically a representation of Philip Roth, is who it was. Oh, sure. Are we going deep that dive? Makes sense. Back to what Paul was asking about. Yeah, I think the Suns will come out of it because I don't think Kawhi was going to be. Well enough, but but don't even the Clippers lose game two. I wouldn't write them off. I don't think it'll be a sweep. So a healthy Phoenix, if they get, um, oh my gosh, the State Farm guy Chris back, Paul. Chris Paul. Thank you, That's, Chris Paul. Um, who part of my tested name. positive Cliff. for COVID thirteen. Yeah, COVID thirteen. Even though he covered well, he got they actually did sign COVID. Cliff Paul. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I saw I that. Yeah, last week. that was pretty That's funny. funny. Yeah, but it kind of brings up a lot of the other players that you don't hear that much about. Mikhail Bridges, who played for Villanova, is really the unsung player now. Uh, Jay Crowder, who was with the the Heat last year, but it's it's a solid team. I mean, but they do they have enough to long. beat the Bucks? I think the Bucks are coming out of the East. I think the Bucks are going to win it all this year. What? Aiton and and Giannis will be a great matchup, but but yeah, I mean, well, the Bucks just go through these lulls sometimes. You're 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 cutting out Atlanta, right? You're saying no chance. I'm not. I'm Trae saying Young. they've gone as far as they're going to go. Nice story. It's over. Let's move on. I, I think Milwaukee is the worst two. coached basketball team. Yeah, left that I that. agree with. Yeah. That I agree with. They are the worst. Budenhauser just does some incredibly stupid. Things. I don't know. 76 was weren't exactly coached too well, also. But now you got to remember the Hawks are missing two starters. Uh, Hunter uh, played at Virginia when they won the championship. He's their starting small forward. And uh, Reddish from Duke. So they've got two starters out, and they're kind of diminished, of course. Who isn't? This is the injury playoffs. You know, Phoenix I, has not been injured uh, as much, but. But, I just think the story. I mean, I think everyone's hoping for the storyline of uh, I almost said Trey Burke. That's not correct. Uh, <laughs> Chris Paul. <laughs> no, Trey no. Burke. No. Trey Burke. Wow, Michigan Booker. Comeback. I know Booker, and then uh, who's the kid out of uh, Atlanta? Trey Young. Trey Young. Yeah, see Trey Burke. Trey Young. Come on. Um, I, I think that storyline for the finals would be fantastic. Two young stars. Who's gonna? Who's silly gonna, daddy? You know, man. Succeed. Silly, yes. silly daddy. <laughs> and and that way I get to trot out that I actually saw Atlanta and Phoenix play back in 1977 in person before uh-huh. any of you were born. Oh uh, uh, yeah, right. Days no one Walter actually. Davis and uh, Pete Maravich. That's probably the last time both of them were playing because they haven't played in the last 10 years because they've both been terrible. Well, no, no, no. Phoenix Phoenix had a good year. Westfall was coaching. 10 years, 10 years ago. Okay, all right. Barkley got into a game six, and that was Nate's highlight of his life. 
where uh, where for the I think the only person ever to have a game seven where forty points, twenty rebounds, and ten assists was Charles Barkley against Houston, or no, against the Jazz. All right, Paul and Ernest, I have an over oh. under for you for this for the series against Atlanta versus Milwaukee. Over or under two and a half. That's the number two and a half. The number of times the Greek freak will. I don't know. I don't know. What Over they call ten it. seconds shooting a free Over throw. Over ten, exactly. And they they wave it off, and they have you know they give the ball up. He's got a hitch. I mean, he really does. It's it's surprising to me. Him and Ben Simmons are just horrible free throw shooters. And and with Ben Simmons, Ben has I, no excuse. At least at least Giannis is a a big guy. Well, you know. yeah, but Ben, I've never seen anybody fear shooting the ball. Like I did Ben Simmons game seven against the Hawks. That was bad. I mean, that is, they need to, they need to, he's gone. He will not be with Philadelphia. No way. Well, yeah, he's making like 40 million, like 25 million. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the best, if they get the rumor is McCollum for Portland for him, I would jump on that if I was Philadelphia because you're going to get dollars to dimes. You're not going to get trade value. But he is, I mean, if you heard Embiid talk about him after the game, and even Doc Rivers, they asked him, could he be a point guard to lead you to a championship? And uh, Doc just said, I don't know. You're toast. If you're well, the fact that if you're, you're a starter and you have to, they have to, they actually have to take you out of the game because you're a liability the last two minutes because you're a liability. Come on. Like, that's, that's not a good. As as Jeff Fox or no uh, Bill Engel would say, here's your sign, get out. It's so. it's and again, that's one of those five top five picks that Philadelphia got, and it's not winning the lottery. It's scouting. I mean, that's that's ultimately it. You can accrue a thousand number one draft picks like Oklahoma City, but if you don't pick the right guys, it's not worth anything. All right, guys. Is there any all-star? I mean, any players on either the Bucks or the Suns that'll be a Hall of Famer besides Chris Paul? The Bucks or the Suns? Yeah, if the Bucks and Suns make it to the finals, besides Chris Paul, will there be any oh. of those guys will be Hall of Famers? I think Booker could be. Yeah, Young could be too. I mean, the Basketball Hall of Fame is pretty liberal. Who's Young? Trey Young. Trey Young. He's, Trey he's, Burke. He's on a. He's on Atlanta. You were talking about Milwaukee. No, I said both. I said either one. Silly daddy. Come on. Silly daddy. (laughs) Get in the game here, buddy. No, I thought, uh, no, I think, I think Booker and Young will probably both make it. Not Giannis? You don't, Giannis is going to make it? Oh, no, he'll, he'll make it. You said beyond Giannis. No, I just said Chris Paul. But anyways. Kawhi's in. No, well, I'm saying if the, the Bucks and the Suns make it the finals. If we're yeah, looking at the finals without big stars, is that really the case, or are there big stars? Yeah, Booker's a brand new star. He's the next Kobe. Oh, he's not the next Kobe. I know. Not, I don't know why they say that. He's your. He's not even the best shooting guard in the West. I'd take Mitchell over him in a heartbeat. But if you're a TV executive, you're looking at this matchup going, how do we sell this? How do we get the average fan with all the things they can watch right now? Everything's going on. How are they going to watch this finals in the NBA? Slow your roll here, okay? Phoenix is the number 10 TV market. 
All right. Atlanta is the number nine TV market. So if it's, if it's Atlanta and Phoenix, they're going to do all right. Now, now Milwaukee, I think is 32nd or 33 uh, TV market and LA is LA. But the problem is the Clippers are the orphan Clippers. child. That the Clippers are like the Nets. They're the orphan child because no matter what the, because the Clippers are tenants in the arena. They talk about how upset they get when they play home games. They see the Laker banners in the ceiling. I mean, they're they're getting ready to build a new arena down in Inglewood, which is where the Lakers' fabulous forum used to be. So the ratings are going to be okay. Stars draw people to the game. Trey Young's a star. Booker's a star. Kawhi's a star. Giannis. Uh, Kawhi's a star, but he's such a a low-profile star. He's an enigma. You don't know quite what to think about him. He's got. I mean, yeah, you've got your own shoe deal. You're you're pretty decent. I mean, when okay, Toronto it's, it's, played, it's with New Balance. Let's calm down. Yeah, there. but when Toronto played Golden State, so does, I bet you. I bet hand. you there's five guys mowing their lawns that have shoe deals with uh, New Balance as well. Ooh. We don't. Or they Ooh. support him as much this as this podcast Ouch. doesn't have one. Ouch. The podcast needs a shoe deal. We're, we're trying to get one with uh, K Swiss. All right, we're going to go <laughs> off the board now, guys. Ding 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 ding. We when you were a, when you were a youngster in middle school or junior high, <laughs> what was your favorite pair of hops or sneakers or shoes? And I'll start. Mine were the Stan Smith Adidas tennis shoes. That was the bomb diggity back then, to have those white wanna, shoes with a green tab on the back, and you'd walk around and you'd clean them when you had grass on them. Uh, I, I graduated from Chuck Taylor's to Stan Smith. That was that was my deal. How about you, Ernest? Well, well first of all, do you want to tell Chris who Stan Smith was? <laughs> I, think, I think we all know Ernest, but if you yeah. want to tell it for the audience, <laughs> then go ahead. What sport? Chris, well, what's I I don't want to embarrass you. So oh, you embarrass me. I he mean, had a mustache. He had a mustache. He was sure. more popular then for his shoes than probably, anything. That's true. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously he was pretty powerful with the ball. If I, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, yes. He was very powerful with it. <laughs> pretty powerful with the ball. <laughs> Silly daddy. Just, I mean, he, he really, you know, he was really authoritative. Just his command. Was it, was it a ball command. you inflate, or was it a ball that? Uh, you uh, hit. You know, I, I think it's. Chris, I think every Chris. ball could be. You're such a <laughs> he BS. He was a pitcher. Man. He was a pitcher. Come no, on. no, no, no. Tennis no. player. U.S. tennis player. One Wimbledon. Ba bum boom. Okay. <laughs> I took a swing there. There you go. And then uh, Chuck Taylor's. <laughs> I mean, that was it. Chuck high tops. High top black Chuck Taylor's. Ooh, black for free. Black, yeah. not white. Mine were white. No, no, black. That was the only color that came in back in my day. They didn't come in white in the 70s, in the early, late 60s, early 70s. And uh, that was it. I mean, then, then Con, Converse, is, uh, that was a form of Converse. Yeah, it was. And, and then Nike came in. No, <sighs> yeah, Reebok and all those. Okay, Aaron. Puma, Puma. Puma. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, how about you, Chris? You're a younger... I, I think Dude. I had some K Swiss. They were kind of like K Swiss. The light up ones. The ones. Is that something you drink like a coffee? K Swiss. Do you have the light up LA gears? You had the light up LA gears, right? Actually, my daughter she had LA gear. My grand or my uh, mother in law, her grandmother kept my wife's LA gear shoes when she was 
you know, a baby. And so we put those bad boys on her when she was a little tyke. So. <laughs> those Paula Abdul LA gear. <laughs> Straight up now, tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, uh, silly oh. daddy strikes again. Silly daddy. All right, now we're back to sports. <laughs> Sorry, folks. There's a little confusion going on everywhere. We'll get to a manly sport. The NHL. And we're down to some semifinals that are brutal. They talk about the NBA being a survival type game and so many people getting injured. Hockey is the walking wounded or the skated wounded. And I've been watching it and it is brutal. So we have Tampa Bay leading the Islanders three games to two. And we have the Montreal Canadiens leading the Vegas Golden Knights. And we're not leading, they're tied 2 2. I picked Vegas from the very beginning. I think their goalies were hot. Now that's not proven to be so true. So, Ernest, way back when, you didn't pick any of these four teams, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, stupidly picked the Avalanche Whoa. and the Oilers. That was not Whoa. a bad pick. <laughs> yeah, it looked, looks like now it was. Uh, you're going to see something. Tampa Bay was able to pull off a little chicanery and that they're over the salary cap because they brought in two injured players. And you're going to see something. NHL is going to address this. But right now, the Lightning just looks strong. I mean, uh, I take the Lightning over anybody that's left. I mean, Stamkos and Faustus Hiloff, a goalie. And they're just, I mean, it's repeat champions. Uh, Montreal, you got to hand it to them. I remember listening to a podcast NHL about a month ago, and they were talking about, well, the Canadians will be in the, the lottery for the next 10 years, and they're an old team, and all they had was Carey Price at goalie. And they've brought in, I mean, they've got a big defense, a lot of older players, uh, stalls come in, and they just, just physically have beat up Vegas. Vegas has some really questions. Lerner has came in to replace Fleur, uh, Flurry at, at goalie, and he seems to have righted the ship a little bit. But they've had two overtime games, so that that's going to go seven. But I think the Lightning are probably going to close out the Islanders, and and right now the Lightning look as good as they did last year. I mean, they their two best players were out during the regular season. They fit them in. They're like twenty thousand over the cap. The NC uh, the NHL will do something about it. Next year you're going to be in the cap during the playoffs. That's that's pretty obvious. All right. So, yeah. lightning, lightning, I picked the lightning. Yeah, I think the players are a little beat up. I don't see them going quite as fast as the beginning of the playoffs. I think they're worn down, and boy, it's still so tight. I, I've been enjoying that more than the NBA right now, but um, I've been seeing players throwing sticks, and the officiating's been sort of weird, too. It hasn't been as consistent. Hiding the whistle. Hiding the whistle. Letting things they're go letting right play. in front of the, the zebras, which totally surprised me. So. I kind of think that Vegas will be rejuvenated when they go back to Vegas because they've got a full stands, whereas Montreal has, I think, less than 20% in the in the bleachers because the COVID circumstances are much more severe in Canada now than it is in America. So I, I kind of think that home ice advantage is going to push Vegas over the top. But Pr- Carey Price has just been outstanding at goalie. I mean, he is just the as undermanned as the Canadians are, I mean, this is why he's the number one goalie. And, and you know, I would like to see Montreal versus the Lightning because you'd have the best two goalies in hockey going against each other. But it's just 
think Vegas will eke it out. I normally do not disagree with uh, Ernest on hockey because I I try to stay in my lane and I don't you know make any waves because uh, it's just I'm not as passionate about hockey. But but when has home field or home home ice ever meant anything in the last like five years with hockey? Dun, dun, well, how the goalie has always been the difference. I know, but you were talking about they're going to get rejuvenated, and you know, because they're going to be at home. No, it doesn't matter. Because I don't think I do. Have, I do believe the, I do. you got a fourth place team going against a second place team in the Canadians versus uh, Vegas. You've got a third place team going against a third place team in the Islanders versus. Uh, the Lightning, so home ice hasn't helped that much I, in the playoffs. Hot I, goalies, hot goalies. I, I like the, unfortunately, I, I'm probably going to lose a bet to my nephew, but I, I think the Lightning just, they look too strong. And I, I liked my avalanche, and they just blew it. Uh, their, their lines just got out outmanned. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's the Lightning's to lose at this point. Another way to look at it is, do you go with a team that's hot and playing well, or do you go with the team that's just more talented and their talent's going to rise to the top? And I think New York Islanders has been hot as any team. I don't think anybody saw them going this far, and they're coached excellently. They're playing great hockey, but Tampa Bay's talent is just wearing them out, and I think that's when it's going to get Tampa Bay to win another Champions. Yeah, eight well, nothing. Well, eight nothing. Yeah, eight nothing. Last game. So yeah, <laughs> you just hope they haven't squandered all their offense. Seems like in sports, when a team scores a lot of points, they have a hard time the next game. You, you fall back. But to who doesn't game. love a good game seven? Yeah, who doesn't? All right, let's go to the MLB Major League Baseball, and we are giving extra assignments to the officials. All the umpires are have a new crash course on checking pitchers. From head to toe, giving a full body scan for anything that resembles anything slick or sticky or, well, hopefully not smelly. But anyways, they even checked Jacob DeGrom the other day, the best pitcher in baseball, who should have enough credentials and uh, respect over the years that he's done this without cheating. Yet, he laughed when they looked at his glove, they looked at his hat, they looked at his arms, and then he went back to pitching another great game. All right, guys. I get it. Baseball is saying, hey, the ERAs are too low. The averages are too low. We're not getting enough runs. So let's get the pitchers back to being uh, honest and everything. So we'll start there. But is this the right way for Major League Baseball to go about trying to make their sport better, Ernest? Uh, First of all, yeah, let's take five more minutes to lengthen a game that already is running three hours. Uh, First of all, A, Let's tighten up the strike zone. Let's call the strike zone that actually is in the rule book, and then maybe you'll get more hits. How about let's not have 15 different replays? One replay, one team, stick to it, okay? Things are going to get blown. Let's run commercials during the game like soccer, and maybe we can make a game last two and a half hours instead of three hours, and you realize why no one under the age of 50 is watching your games. Tighten the strike zone. They're still going to slip things in. The, the problem is this tacky stuff that gives them a better grip on the ball. That's gonna, they're going to hide it. Have you forgotten Gaylord Perry? Unless you strip search him on the field, and that might bring up the ratings a little bit, but unless you strip search him on the mound, they're still going to slip stuff in, tighten the strike zone, call out what's in the rule book, speed up the game, 
Don't let anybody step out of the box. When a pitcher gets on, the, when a batter gets in the box, don't let him leave. When a pitcher steps on the mound, don't let him step off. Let's tighten up the game, and you'll get offense. I uh, read something this week, and I was like, I would watch this game every day and twice on Sunday. This is rules for banana ball. This is used by Savannah Bananas, which is a minor league team, it looks like. Wooden college bat league team. Yeah, so this is kind of their general rules. Games are limited to two hours. Mound visits are prohibited. If a fan catches a foul ball, it's an out. How (laughs) awesome does that sound already? Batting. So that was speed. Batting. If you step out of the batter's box, it's a strike. If you attempt to bunt, it's an ejection. Hitters can steal first base on a wild pitch at any point in the at-bat. Love it. Walks. After the fourth ball, a batter begins sprinting around the bases, and the defense can't do anything until all nine of its players touch the ball, baseball, producing a mad scramble that usually results in either a double or a rundown. Gameplay. Each inning exists as its own entity. Uh, a match-style play uh, format where sc- scores reset for each uh, of the top half of each frame. The first team to gain- take five innings wins the game. Tiebreaker, a one-on-one showdown is staged in lieu of extra innings. The field empties, leaving only a pitcher, a catcher, and a batter. The pitcher either records a strikeout or has to chase his ball in play and get it home before the opponent sprints around the bases. Would you not watch that? I'd watch that game. Two hours? Are you kidding me? They wear kilts also. That's fine. (laughs) I'll take or leave the kilts. Just just call the rules that are in the rule book. 25-second shot uh, pitch clock. Step in the box. You can't step out. Call the strike zone as described in the particular rule book. If you call baseball like the rule book, but no umpires don't hold to anybody, not to the commissioner, not to anyone. That's the problem. Is it the run problem? Com- I mean, soccer is they run commercials during a soccer yeah. game, so you don't miss anything. You could do this with baseball, also. Is baseball just too laid back for its own good? I, you know, because it's not a timed sport, and I think that's, you know, it, it takes the time it's going to take, and it's relaxing and it's fun if you take your whole family to it. But watching it on TV is almost painful unless you're doing something else. So is it, golf is, is not timed. Uh, no, it isn't. But they're jumping before, between player to player, creating drama with golf. And with yeah, golf on Sunday, watching, with the U.S. Open, they had advertised Thursday or Friday, may, maybe Saturday. But it's all it's all going towards Sunday. Hey, professional football game only has the equivalent of twenty five minutes of action in a three hour game. Yeah. Not when you watch it twice because of the replays, Ernest. <laughs> but no, the action, the particular action is 20 to 25 minutes in an NFL game. You split up the time, you know, between plays, huddles and all that. And, you know, the idea that it's not an active game is a strategy game. And you have to invest in the strategy. Now, does the game last too long? Yes. Amen. Can it be timed up? Yes. Could you maybe, like, call the rules that are in the rule book? Could we streamline the game? Yes. That could be done. Uh, I don't like moving the mound. I don't like shootouts. I, I'm okay with the runner on second. On, I do like that. I do like the seven-inning double headers. 
I like that. Unless I don't like that. You can't get uh, who who didn't get a complete or a uh, no hitter, a no hitter because it was only that, I thought that was kind of garbage. Yeah, but that's happened before rain shortened games. Yeah. So that's not the first time there was a Yankee pitcher in the nineties. The game was rain shortened in the same circumstances, and that I think was, it was ruling, Ryan, Ryan somebody. Ryan yeah, somebody it was. Uh, yeah. That was a ruling by Faye Vincent because up until nineteen ninety two, that was considered a no hitter. That was one of your commissioners decided to make himself the arbitrator of everything baseball. Not one of my commissioners. That was one of your commissioners. Well, one of the commissioners. All right, guys. We're going to end with one last question and give you a few couple minutes for your last statements. Wayne Gretzky was reported yesterday is investing in a professional lacrosse team down, I think, by Las Vegas. And so the question is, if you could be part of ownership of any team, what team would you like to be part ownership of? Well, obviously it's the NFL because they're worth the most. Yeah. I mean, and then NBA. Is would it be all stuck. about money, Ernest? Is it not? <laughs> uh, Ernest, is that the central Ernest. truth we're focusing down to? Is that a central theme? It's all about the Benjamins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're investing money. So you'd rather I'm be owner of the company? Panthers than be owner, part owner of the Braves? Yeah. Yeah, I see an upward trend. Baseball is in a downward trend. Much as oh yeah, no, definitely an upward trend with that that quarterback. Yeah, no, you're listen, listen. An the NFL is a league that would not let the former president become an investor. That's how <laughs> exclusive the membership is. I mean, it's it's very very exclusive. They reject a lot of people. All right, Chris, where would you you want to go with the Denver Broncos? Uh, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, happy, happy wife, happy life. So this is a trick question in a way. I would want to be a member of Augusta National. Bum, bum, Mm. bum. Yeah. I mean, how sweet would that be? That'd be crazy. All right. Yeah. You you couldn't sell that. I mean, that's. No, is it all about money? You're still paying. Yeah, because here's what's going to happen, Paul. One day you're going to shuffle off this earthly coil. And your children are either going to have to sell it because of inheritance tax or split it among themselves. And you want to leave them something substantial that will go to your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, and all that. I thought it was just a fun question. Wow. I'm sorry. Really not like, on this wow. podcast. No, not no. Not on this podcast. Not on this podcast, man. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, silly Paul. Silly, silly Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um so, yeah, I thought, you know, as a kid, I would have loved to be part owner of the Tigers, to sit in the clubhouse or to, you know, have that exclusive rights. More fun than going to be a Lions game for me. Baseball was just always more romantic, fun, uh, better memories, all those things. And yet it's well, sad to see different. where baseball has gone. <laughs> Pick a different NFL team, and then you might have a better yeah, answer. Thanks, thanks <laughs> even, even part of the Lions, I mean, the value, you want to be ownership of a racist, elitist, misogynistic group like the Augusta National Club? Oh, it tells a lot about you there, Paul. Yeah, wow. Paul. Wow. Good thing I can edit anything wow. out Ernest says. You know? Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. I was just, you know... All right, Ernest, your last couple minutes. I won't edit out I think out we just anything. lost our sponsor. Might even be last, last minute by many respects. Uh, College World Series is going on. I know with everything else, with the NBA and NHL and the, the Spring League Mega Bowl, I do love the Spring League, same name as 
the championship in semi-pro uh, uh, Will Fer- Ferrell's basketball movie. But college baseball World Series is going on, and it's always, if you really love pure baseball, and you know, they don't have a problem with foreign substances, and they don't have <laughs> three-and-a-half-hour games either, and they don't have ads splattered everywhere or the uh, announcers trying to get you to buy every product known to man. And uh, they don't have players grabbing parts of their bodies to show the excitement. It's just a, a purity to baseball, similar to what we see with the Little League World Series. So you get a chance on ESPN, watch the College World Series. You see some great uh, – Vanderbilt has two pitchers that will be the top five picks. Um, uh, Rocker, uh, Jamil Rocker, who uh, will probably be the number one pick, whose dad Tracy Rocker played at Auburn and played for the Falcons in the NFL. And uh, Al Leiter's son, Jack Leiter, who will be at least a top five pick. So it's probably the best pitching staff since, I don't know, USC back in the mid-80s. Probably the the 90s when they had, uh, uh, um, I'm trying to remember, the uh, uh, Garrett Cole and the pitcher for the Dodgers who uh, escapes my name right now. But again, it's it's good baseball. Please uh, support the College World Series. Chris, your last moments. When you buy a house, not necessarily when you buy a house, everyone should uh, take a financial literacy class to learn a little bit about how to manage your finances. The first thing you should do when managing your finances is get a... Buy an um, NFL team? Yeah, you should buy that. That's that. If you can afford that, then you don't need my advice. But you should get a, uh, you know, a rainy day fund, something that to kind of hold you over because life will throw you uh, obstacles. You know, and uh, you're gonna have to pay for those obstacles. So as long as you have a rainy day fund, you know, it'll it'll help you in the long run. So that way you're not, you know, just racking up credit card bills or anything like that. So my, my word to the wise is, uh, save, uh, get a, get a, a reasonable or what you feel to be reasonable, uh, you know, three to six months of expenses. Um, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to, to charge your anger. <laughs> you spoken Boy, like a you? guy who just lost half his bad. rainy day fund to me. I, I, I that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> we just do a financial oh advisor gosh. on this podcast. I know. Wow. It was like E.F. Hutton advisor. just came on or, or, yes. and you know who else is going to need financial advisors? The new uh, players in the NCAA who just got now they can get paid whatever so they're going to need some financial. It's raining. Advisors. It's raining. Because, right. you know, you never right. know. All right, Charles happen, Schwab, so. get on that. Okay, they need some help. All right, these guys have been <laughs> adding to the confusion tonight. We got a silly daddy and a wise sage down in North Carolina who's all about the money. Show me the money. All right, we're sort of glad the NCAA got theirs. We hope that you go out and see some sporting event live, like a great minor league baseball game, or just get out and watch some Rockies. kids play, or whatever you can do. <laughs> so enjoy yeah, the summer. There you go. <laughs> and this is Paul Arnold talking for Ernest Watts and Chris Daniel. Have a great night. Have a great night.